Are you a podcaster? Maybe you've got that big idea and you're looking for a network to join. The multi-award-winning Ozcast Network can get your content to eyes and ears all over the world. Join now for the first month free, and you could be featuring this sound at the beginning of your podcast. Ozcast. Simply head to ozcastnetwork.com for details. We're going to roll in again, folks. Another big week on the Unlaced podcast. Before we jump into this, I just want to give mention to Kelsey Brown, our last episode. Uh, she's an absolute superstar. For those that didn't listen to it, uh, she's doing a lot of great things in the netball scene. Obviously, spoke very candidly about her career and some of the challenges she's had, but also some of the triumphs she's had. So please go back and check that out if you haven't. She even gave us a, a performance, a, an acapella of... Uh, Fix You by Coldplay, I think it was, Braden. Hey, which was unbelievable. And supposedly she's going to be performing at Splendor in, Splendor in the Glass uh, 2022, which I thought was a bit of a piss take when she told me. But I tagged Splendor in the Grass in a video with her singing and they sent me back Love Heart Eyes. So maybe she actually is. Um, so let's keep an eye out for that. But a man that I've been trying to get on for a while, but he's been, uh, let's say, occupied the last few weeks with uh, some other festivities is Western United. Key man, uh, winger in Connor Payne. Mate, thanks for coming on the show. No problem. I've said to you before that I'm a long-time listener. And it's, <laughs> it's an honour to be on the show finally. Yeah, so I good. know, man. It's been a, been a long time coming. It has, It's yeah, been a busy year for you, hey? Yeah, it's been sort of non-stop. I think, obviously, with the COVID sort of stuff and pushing the season back um, a few weeks, we sort of, I think we ended up going something like 40, 47, 48 weeks straight. So Shit. it's been a big slog, but, um, you know, happy to have a bit of a break. Yeah. Did you guys, how many games did, like, COVID kind of stuff you up with? Like, with- There's only a couple, yeah. So, like, I think there was some rule that you had to have, like, five go down to postpone a game. And <laughs> lucky for us, a lot went down at the same time. So we sort right. of, I think we missed a couple of weeks, but the season got pushed back probably a month. So everything sort of got pushed a bit later and later and later. So, yeah, it's, it's been, a, been a big, big tough year. Well, fair enough, mate. Well, it's been, obviously, for those that don't know, Connor Payne was a part of the West United team that's won the first premiership for the newly developed club in the A-League, which I think it's their third season now. Third season, yeah. Yeah, third yep. season, which is pretty crazy. I always feel, right, because I, maybe because I was at Gold Coast and I've seen it in the AFL, I was like, when you're a new franchise, if you win early, it makes like it makes everything better. Like it's kind of like you're you're settled, you're respected. But when you're chasing that first premiership and you've come in late, it just like mate, GWS and Gold Coast, even like Gold Coast United in the A League and Queensland Fury, like none of them are around anymore. But you guys have like tasted success and been successful from the get go. Yeah, for sure. I guess that's just the way Australian sport kind of works in a salary cap competition that you kind of almost need teams to win, like, you know what I mean, kind of early on or have taste a little bit of success. So you know, for us to do that was just a massive sort of weight off our shoulders and we knew we could do it. So from, you know, from day one, I don't think we got got many experts sort of calling us even to make the finals after the way we finished the season before. <laughs> so, um, yeah, look, we, we just sort of knew deep down that we had a playing group and a, and a coach and a coaching staff that could do it. And we sort of just went out there and just, just took it week by week and ended up managing to, to, to do it. So, Well, good, man. And you, you know what? Funny, ladies and gentlemen, Con's got a bit of a bone to pick with me because I do. we're talking about my lowest rated show ever in the history of this podcast. <laughs> and it was my own uh, first solo episode of me talking about the Champions League final and the A-League final, which both of my uh, predictions I got wrong. And in Con's fairness, he said I didn't give Western United much of a chance, which in hindsight was ridiculous because their form leading in um, 
was much better than Melbourne City's, and, and it is a bit of a momentum game in finals. But yeah, I did write you off a little bit, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you did. But that's all right. It's just sort of you know you know the old sort of adage. It sort of spurred us on a little bit more. <laughs> I kept that. Told bucket. all the boys, listen to Jake Parker Day talking <laughs> yeah. about us. And oh shit! We go. Yeah, that's right. I was the catalyst. Well, before we go into the game, like. For me, I'm obviously, you know, fond of the party scene and, and the celebrations. Like when I, I think I messaged you, I'm like, um, on one of your stories you'd sent me, I'm like, this is literally what it's about. Like the, the medal on you, the drinking beers, the celebrations with the boys. Like, can you just talk, talk us through the celebrations, what it was like for everyone at the club? Yeah, you know, it was good fun. Obviously, I'm a massive believer in you've got to celebrate these sort of things. You know, they don't come around very often. And, and I sound like kind of like I'm getting really old when I say <laughs> you know, it won't come around again or it comes around in, you know, you, you think you'll play every year in the grand final when you're 19 and then you realise when you're 28 that you haven't played in one since. <laughs> you didn't even get on the pitch in the one you're in. The yeah, pitch, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, look, it was heaps of fun. We um, had like obviously things like Mad Monday and, and presentation nights and stuff, but and, and obviously nights in between that, we just sort of stuck together and had a few beers and a bit of a dance here and there. And, you know, the the chairman's really good at sort of that stuff as well. He sort of brings everyone together and, you know, we had heaps and heaps of fun. So, yeah, it's sort of going to go down in the memory memory bank and I'm upset what? that it's kind of over now. <laughs> of, of what you can remember, I can imagine. <laughs> I, can, I can remember plenty, but I made I, sure of it. I heard, uh, heard a, um, a birdie on the grand final night. Um I think I assume it was win or loss because obviously I heard it through the game, but it might have been the chairman. But you, he like essentially had booked out like a function room at the SB or whatever it was for like Western United, and I got invited to it. And someone's like, "Man, you got to come along," and I'm like, well, oh, man, yeah. I, "I work at Victory, bro." Like, that's, yeah, that's imagine if I get on the story, like, do you know what I mean? Like, hey, <laughs> sure like for it me, too. for me, it's like I obviously go for Melbourne Victory, but it's like not a big deal because I like I I celebrate your success as yeah. opposed to like you know. But I was like, no, nah, I can't, man, I can't. But I would have loved. To. Yeah, it was like an area I've never been before. I don't know if it's like the Maya Tiger upstairs, <laughs> oh, the restaurant. The restaurant bit. is that what you had? So yeah, like we just all went in there and it was absolutely heaving, like full of so many people. And I've just gone like, what is going on? Wow, and the floors are shaking and stuff. Like because it was a Saturday night, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah Saturday night. So like the the downstairs was heaving as it was. Yeah, and we all just got like sort of. I should throw upstairs with medals on and playing kits on and hats on. You're it joking. Just, it was just crazy. It was just exactly what you want after after a win like that. So it was just a whole lot of fun. And then I saw the next day, I think you guys had like rented out or were at the Graysland or whatever in Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> about yeah. 15 players had sunnies on. Sunnies on. And probably yeah. in the same kits and the medals around their neck still. Like Ryan, Ryan Scott, he's going to get a, a few mentions on this. So I hope you're listening, Scotty. Voice was husk, oh, yeah. to say the least. Yeah, these like, um, I don't even know what they were, like Smirnoff Ice Sunnies or like a Cruiser Sunnies. They were like hot pink and you just look, you look cool. Oh, mate, so. you know what? He's, um, what I admired about him was like the energy, because obviously he's played as a number one for you guys, but Jamie Young's pretty, it's pretty hard to get past him at the moment. Yeah, like, sure. He's so good. But even just like his happiness and his energy around the club, like singing with the fans after the game. Um, the way he celebrated the win as well as if it was like he was the captain and just scored 15 goals for the year. It kind of said a lot about the group and the camaraderie you had, I thought. Oh, for sure. And like, I don't really understand how he managed to do that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, I can't know, understand it either. It's crazy that, because he's such a good goalkeeper as well. And obviously Youngie had such an amazing year that, that Scotty couldn't really get in the team. Um, and that's the way it kind of works with goalkeepers, doesn't it? But you know, you look around the league and Scotty could be a number one in a lot of teams, yeah, a lot definitely. of teams, and he's such a good goalkeeper. So for him to stay so positive and, and such a larrikin and with the boys, oh, and that's just totally 100% genuinely him. Like, it's nothing about that's fake. fake. Yeah. And that's just the best part about it. Obviously, he wants to play like anybody else, but 
you know, he, I think he enjoyed that grand final win as much as anyone. Do you, I think you're know, maybe like me, like, cause I've obviously been in your shoes to an extent. Like I, for me, I actually really appreciate seeing that now. Cause I know me in those situations can't be like that. hundred percent. Like even with wins and stuff, like you can put on a, a face and like, no one will really know, but in yourself, you're like, didn't feel yeah. like, you know, Whereas he was like, and that for me, I'm like, what a bloke. I know, because football's such a funny game like that. Like, you can win a game of football and you're buzzing for the boys. Obviously, you got three points in it, you know, but you sort of feel like in yourself you want to have contributed. Mm. And that was like a big thing when I was at Victory where we won the league. And I um, I was young at the time, so fair enough. And we had some really, really good players. But I just sort of felt like, you know, that wasn't really like a part of the grand final win. So Is this the 2015 one? 2015, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I ended up getting on a plane to Vegas with all the boys. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was a lot of fun. But, but, um, We've spoken about this trip yeah. on this podcast before. Oh, I heard Fahid talking about uh, it. And yeah. That's, that's tr- uh, story's 100% true, Yeah, by the it way, is, right? So I can confirm that. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, but yeah, this one kind of felt like the first one for me that I've sort of felt like I've really contributed and felt really a part of. But that's probably the good thing about this club as well. I feel like that the way that the the coaches come in and, and sort of galvanize everyone and brought everyone together, people that have been on the extremities or played minutes here and minutes there, they feel a part of it as well. Yeah. So I think that's just such a positive thing that the way that we've sort of structured the club and the way it's sort of gone from the top to the bottom where everyone feels a part of it, yeah. which is something that I probably haven't had previously. So these kids that are playing, you know, bit parts, they come on for 10 minutes a game. They, yeah, of course they want to play more, but they feel like they've contributed. So that's, that's great. Mad. That's mad. It seems like a really good culture. One of the things actually Nigel Bogard said to me after the game, he goes, this is a sign of good club, Jakey. He's like, when the final whistle went, they let your family and friends on the pitch straight away. Oh. And I was like, Fuck, that's a weird comment. But that, the more I thought about it, I'm like, oh, that's pretty true, I guess. But Yeah, I don't know if they let it. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, they I just was, ran on. I saw that many people on the pitch that I didn't know who they were. And then I was like to my parents, oh, come on, come on. And oh, really? We must have gone. And obviously Ash as well. We must have gone past the wrong security guard because he was like, get the fuck off. <laughs> so they went so, on for you. Yeah. And then like I ended up getting them on, but I don't think they were happy about it. And we're trying to get them on the change rooms. They're like, no, that's not happening. So, right. Okay. But we had a we had a good time in the change rooms as well and just met them at the ESP. Now, before we go into actual some of the, the gamesmanships and, and your performances in the season in itself, I just want to quickly talk about Bali because obviously that was a an end of season trip and obviously it started at the SP and ended in Bali but how was that to one A to get away and two to actually like be away knowing you'd won the championship with the boys yeah it was awesome because we haven't obviously haven't been travelling for, for so long and just to go back to sort of like a second home in Bali <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Um, experience that with the boys and uh, as well as the, the girls came over for the second week so yeah, just to get away and have some sun and, and just be around everyone. The problem was we, we'd gone pretty hard before we went. <laughs> yeah. So the metal <laughs> night. Detox. Was, so we'd gone the Saturday to the Wednesday because Wednesday was metal night. Saturday was the granny. And the Thursday went to Bali. Fuck so we'd gone. For, and then we were having a good time in Bali, obviously. Yeah. And then, yeah, it kind of mellowed out a little bit when the girls came. But um, yeah. we still still were enjoying ourselves. So it was great just to go there because we knew we were going to go. Um but we were just buzzing that, that we managed to get the championship over the line first. Oh, mate. So. It's great for, I think, great for the league you guys won. But if we just to round this out, and I think I already know the answer, but who was best on for championship celebrations? It actually is closer than you think. Really? Like, I, I'm just going to get, I was going to say Ryan Scott, clear from from what I heard and what I saw yeah. and probably just knowing him outside of Western United, yeah. I thought, oh, he's got to be a chance. He definitely but, edges it. But was there any surprise packets in it? Oh, like Wales are your typical sort of, he was up there. I gave it a good crack. <laughs> yeah, I knew you did. I've got to put myself in there. I'm getting a bit older than these <laughs> yeah, boys, though. So yeah, the next maybe day not would as have been harder. As, yeah, maybe not as good as I used to be. But um, 
Yeah, as if there was just everyone just sort of got around it, had a good crack. That's Nick awesome. Milanovic had a good go for a young young boy. <laughs> really? Very impressed. That's concerning. I don't want to throw him under the bus for next yeah. season or anything. Yeah, Gaffer's yeah. all good. Yeah, but... don't listen. Um, <laughs> well, let's talk about your season because for me, and you touched on it, like you felt like you probably contributed more to this than, but you did. You had a huge season, I thought, like goals, assists, um, even just like that you pretty much played like every game when you were fit to, to sort of be a pivotal part of the 11 and, and obviously JA's team. But did, was this season like probably your best in your eyes from like your output, do you think? Oh, or? yes and no. Yeah, I think I had a pretty good year. The first year I came to Western, I was playing a different role as a wing back. Um, but yeah, I felt like I was definitely the freest I've felt and, and felt the happiest. So I guess in that regard, as a as a gauge, it sort of felt like the best season I've probably had, yeah. Yeah, so for, for you at 20, because what are you, 29? You're my 28, age. 28, yeah. You're 28. 10, 29 November. Oh, just hanging so, on to oh hanging on. Oh, that's yeah. good. You're a, you're a late 93 boy. <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you still feel like your game's improving? Like, Absolutely, yeah. I think I've sort of almost got this career backwards. Like I'm kind of, <laughs> I think I'm kind of finally getting good now. Because I feel like, <laughs> no, the reason why I ask that is because I don't obviously know what it's like for you, but what you're showing is like you've always had the quality to do that. It's just a matter of like joining the dots and getting an environment yeah. where you can be free and like be the first choice, for example. Yeah, and I think it's a lot to do with mental stuff as well. Like, you know, when you're younger and at a team that's stacked like Victory, you sort of, fuck man. I don't know, in your head you're kind of like, I want to play, but then it's like you look back in hindsight and go, you're never going to play. Yeah. And well, like you're not confident. I wasn't confident as a kid. I was never through the system, bit of an introvert, like, so it was sort of just becoming comfortable with myself as much as anything and then believing in my ability after that. And that took the move to Mariners to definitely do that. Um, was that what gave you the confidence to be? Because, Victor, you like realistically and for everyone listening, the time you were there, in your position, you had Ben Kalfala, Barbarousas, Troisi at times, yeah, even Archie Finkler. Was still Archie well. was still there. I don't know if you were there when Rojas was there yeah, too. Was you there were there. For a bit. They were sort yeah. of all swapped. Yeah, like, know? do you know what I mean? But the, that yeah. mass group of players was there through that whole period. Yeah. It's like. Fuck, man. That's where Victory invests their money. Yeah. It's like in the front three almost. So. I mean, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah not to rub it in, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's uh, a t- it was a tough time to, to be. It, you would have learned a lot, but just to get opportunity. I experienced it at Adelaide. It was fucking impossible. Yeah, 100%. Because like it was sort of, um, for me, for people that probably don't know, is I was trying to get out of Victory because I signed a two-year to start with and then another two-year extension. And I probably spent the whole second contract trying to find some way of going somewhere because it was sort of like you just you know you know if I if I finished that contract off there I I knew in my mind I was probably done like yeah. I wouldn't pick up anything else yeah so I think I yeah I spoke to a couple of clubs over the year previous and then what happened was they won Victor wanted to play it back so Mitch Austin ended up coming so I went ah, to Mariners so right. Um, but yeah, that was the best thing I ever did. You just sort of, as soon as you walk in there, you just, I felt comfortable and the boys just sort of get around you and I'm thinking I've never really had this before. And it's, I think it's the nature of the cutthroat business at Big Tree. It's just, it's brutal, it is full it? on. It yeah. is really, really full on. And it definitely was. And I think I'd be okay now, but at the time I well, didn't deal with it very well at yeah, all. Yeah, I know. I mean, I've, Rashid spoken about the team there and obviously it was under musket, but it was like, obviously you had Bash, yeah. you had all these people there, like Del Pierre, that was just yeah. like, it's like, man, every day would have been a fucking war. Yeah, it was almost like the fans as well. Like they sort of, <laughs> like they just got on your back big time and that's their, you know, they pay their money to come and watch you play and that's absolutely their prerogative. But it was counterproductive for a 19-year-old kid that doesn't, <laughs> already doesn't believe in himself. You know what I mean? Coming on for five minutes, don't do anything. Yeah. He's fucking shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. man. And, and yeah, like, when you're young, you read twice. that stuff, like, yeah. and you just go, oh, I can't catch a break here, and I already think I'm shit anyway. <laughs> like, you don't need to tell me as well, you know what I mean? So to get out of that sort of melting pot in at victory was the best thing I ever did and just got to go and enjoy my life up on the coast for a, for a couple of years and 
then ideally the new club came in and back home I come. Yeah, bingo. Ladies and gentlemen, we're just going to take a quick pause in this episode, which I hope you're enjoying to acknowledge our partners. Now, this episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Now, none of us like having sweaty sacks and the king of crotch comfort, Manscaped, have actually spent two years designing some pretty cool boxer briefs. Now, I have had the opportunity of wearing these boxer briefs and they are some of the softest and most comfortable fabric that I have ever wore in any underwear. I do support uh, what they do from a holistic part of their products. I've used a lot of their products and they are fantastic. But their new boxer briefs specifically, they actually give you gills on your groins so they're breathable. So I implore you to get out there, use our discount code to to start purchasing them. Uh, You'll get 20% off plus free worldwide shipping with the discount code UNLACED on manscaped.com. That's UNLACED at manscaped.com for 20% off and worldwide free shipping. So get some boxer brief and some other product while you're at it. Let's get back into the episode. Back to the improvement uh, uh, question of like what you're feeling. For you, what have you identified that like has gotten better in your game with, I guess, your time at Western United? Yeah, I think it's um, just like my comfortability on the ball, really. Yeah. Like I feel like I don't lose the ball as much as when I was younger. And I just feel like maybe it's just a mental. I think, honestly, it's more of a mental thing where I don't. Because you could have always done it, right? Do you know what I think that is partially as well? I think part of that's coaching because like you've always had the qualities to do it. Yeah. Because you probably at victory, it was like when you get five, ten minutes as a winger when you're yeah, coming you on, it's like, do something, it's like yeah, instinct yeah. and speed. If yeah. Otherwise, like you can't keep the ball and play it backwards ten times, even though it might be the right decision. Mm. You almost feel like you got to be selfish to get a gig. And then yeah. it's counterproductive. In yeah, a way, absolutely. Isn't it? Well, maybe that's part of it. When, when you're starting games, you have 90 minutes to. Yeah. And you know you're obviously going to have moments where you're going to run at people, but ball retention is massive too. Yeah, correct. Um, and yeah, just I think going mentally going into games and not, putting super amount of pressure on myself is the biggest one like I went to you know victory was like yeah like you said you have to do something you have to do something you have to do something yeah. and I don't think you had to think that way I think that's just a way I put it in my own head I, but I'm the same so yeah. I do the same too I try and play a stupid pass just to like yeah. try and make something happen so but like, I didn't now it's like I just sort of go out there and it's just, just a game or out for a kickabout with my mates yeah, that's and good. I just relax I you don't kinda look think like about that it too. Yeah, I just roll out there and just stand there like let's, let's just get this going like, let's, go. let's do it like, I'm not that. like coming out wanting to kill people or anything I just sort of come out like oh, let's just play yeah. and we'll beat them like, no problem that's, you know? good. that's why I love that now what um, what's kind of interesting Interesting for me is that a lot of people probably, as you said, wrote you guys off coming into finals, but probably, I don't know, it was just the first half or even longer than the season, but you guys were on top for like a good chunk of the season. So it wasn't like you've just sloped in the finals and like you probably were halfway through point. Everyone's like, well, Western United is the team to beat until Victory went on that unbeaten run and City started to kind of flare up a little bit. But what was it for you that was like clicked in general across the group? Was it the playing style? Was it the coaching, the camaraderie, you know, com- combination of the, of all? Yeah, I think you touch on everything there with saying that sort of stuff. I mean, we, I don't think, even though when we were winning the league, I don't think people had us staying there because we kept winning 1-0 <laughs> and they were rather unconvincing. You know, it sort of got to the second half of the season and it was like we'd have games where, because inconsistency is massive for like a team that's new, especially mm. with all the new boys in, new coaching and everything. Um, but, you know, we found some form sort of leading into finals. And then the last two or three games before finals, we were we were nowhere, really. Like, we played well, but we didn't win games. So it was really that victory, the first leg was a catalyst because we knew that, you right. know, we were probably the better side in that game, but lost to an absolute <coughs> yeah, world of free kick. I know, that's what I thought. It wasn't a free kick the first one, was it? it was no, a, it was a volley, yeah, volley. off the corner. Yeah, I was like, what in the world? So if, if a goal like that's going to beat you, then fair enough. Yeah, right? you take it. Um, 
But yeah, it's just a combination of everything. The boys are genuinely so like happy with each other. I can't think of anyone in the dressing room that people, get people don't get along with. Or, Which is quite normal, right? Yeah. In a football team. Like it's insane. Like everyone gets along and then you've got um, the boss obviously coming in. He's super, super positive. Um, so everything's uh, you know, hasn't really lost it mm. very often at all. And when he does, it's totally warranted. So <laughs> okay. it's probably at me a couple of times, but <laughs> fair enough. Um, and Hayden Fox, you can't like look too much further past him. Like he's for the defensive structure and stuff. And that's what basically won us the championship is the way we defended. Man, Umay and um, yeah. McGrath, fuck, they were like Absolutely invincible. Yeah, in the, especially yeah. in the final. Top of Stanley as well when he was yeah, top of, yeah, and both the fullbacks. And and to be fair, like the whole eleven defended, right? So. Actually, it's funny. It's interesting because, like, as good as we know Benny Grucci is, like, he was probably one of the links in the team that you would think could shift more because across that back four, like Risden, you're not going to drop, Bakrai, you're not going to drop, and then it's really out of Gundy and probably Umar to play as centre back. Yeah. So, but then Garuccio was like your player of the year. Yeah. So it's like, well, I guess he came off the back of not playing a great deal at City. So I correct. guess, you know. So, you know, it's like a bit of a surprise packet in a sense. Yeah, of like but we know how good Benny is, obviously, correct, who played with him in the, in the national but that's team. Why, that shows stuff. how good you were going, that yeah. the guys he's got to the right of him are probably more experienced and, you know, established, yeah. Yeah. yet he's the best player of the season. Yeah, he guys. was incredible. He was such a good guy to play with as well because we sort of just had banter in the game and, like, we were just talking and he just, you just know where he's going to be. I think, I feel like we had a really good relationship going on. And, and yeah, the longer we went well, on in the season, right. it, it felt just so fluid and, and so sort of effortless just to play with Benny behind me. So it was really good. Can we actually just talk about this? Cause, um, it went viral, the scorpion kick that, oh, wow. that he, he scored, which, you know, for, for me and you watching it, it's like, one, he's a defender. Mm-hmm. So how the fuck has he done that? And secondly, like, that goal caught headlines around the world. When, when that went in, like, what was your first thought? Well, that was one of the games I was injured, so I was up in the stands, in the box, <laughs> in a suit. And, like, I remember Jerry Skatatis was sitting next to me, and he sort of, like, looked away, and I just stood up, and I just started going nuts. And Jerry's like, what? I'm like, the fucking Scorpion. <laughs> and he's like, nah, no way that happened. And we looked at the big screen, and he's like, what in the world? Like, He's got it in the locker, but if I try to do that, my hips. I, gone. Man, did like you see? Gone. Yeah, I, if I tried same, I think Archie tried it on. Um, yeah, so that. <laughs> he like legs couldn't get past yeah. like his waist. I know. <laughs> so I'm like, what a goal! But like, I guess people are predisposed to be able to do that as well. Yeah. What did he? <laughs> when you spoke to him after the game, what did he say about it? Was it all instinct? Like, instinct is it just pure completely. luck as well? Just yeah. throw a leg out and see what happens. Really, I think <laughs> that's what you got to do. Don't yeah, you? Like, true. You're not. There's no way you're going to Obviously, back. he's trying to make good contact and he's trying to do that. But to be so perfect, you just got to, like the McGree one as well. He's just throwing anything yeah, out. And ridiculous. Qualls one as well. Did you see that yeah, one? Yeah, in the, the, the uh, Oli Ruse. Yeah. So I was, I think I was with Benny when that went in. That was very similar in, in a sense. And he goes, that was in, like incredible. Yeah, it's nuts. Because that was at a rapid ball as yeah. well. It wasn't like a slow he pass. He stayed on his feet. <laughs> I know. What? His <laughs> foot's like backwards yeah. like that up here. We've got no hope in this game, <laughs> do we? <laughs> no way. Oh, man. Um, well, one of, the, one of the shining lights, obviously, for I guess that was spoken about was Johnny Aloisi as a coach and his performance. And he obviously had, I think he had times at City and Raw where it didn't go as well. But I've, I've actually worked with him a couple of times and I've seen like he's just so smart and very switched on. And like the way I took him and I'd love to get your like in-depth opinion of him was like he doesn't say heaps at times, but when he does, it's like very fucking powerful or like when I, d- I went on trial at City and he was there as a player and he'd just chime in with like two cents. He'd be like, fuck, that was Johnny Aloisi, you know. Um, 
But what what's he been like for you for your own individual sort of performances, and then generally as like a coach, what's sort of his strengths? Yeah, he's been massive for me. I, I sort of spoke to Tommy Orr, who's um, worked with him previously when he was sort of coming in, and you know, I think the biggest one for me is just sort of his positivity, and he sort of makes you feel like you're a good player, which mm. is massive. And I know that's probably um, if that's the biggest thing. Obviously, that's probably letting his coaching down in, in a way, like in mm. terms of me saying that because his coaching is ridiculous. But for me, the most I got is from him just being genuinely like a really nice person. Yeah. And you're thinking like, this guy's John Aloisi. Like, yeah. it's weird. He's sort of like, you're talking to him and you're like, this guy's done it all really. He scored in what, every top four league in, in yeah, the I world? Yeah, I think he's a, well, was the only player. Yeah, I don't know if he still insane. used to play in La Liga, City R and Premier League. And just how nice of a person he is, just kind of like, you just like, it's weird. You can't comprehend that he's done all that. But um. Yeah, the way he sees the game is incredible. Like he's got us so well drilled in terms of our positioning and things like that. And it, it was new to me because I was always, if I've been playing as a winger, it's always been an out-and-out winger, old-fashioned, down-the-line cross, you know, something fairly one-dimensional. Um, and he's sort of from the day from day one, he's like, okay, we want you to spin inside. You kind of played like a 10 yeah, in some like regards, 10. which yeah. which is surprisingly like it, you were quite comfortable. Because yeah. I've always kind of... Um, put you to be like the one-on-one -on -one speed. Yeah, well, like I've never valued myself highly as being super, super technical, right? Yeah, which is, but in this yeah. year you looked at, like yeah. always on the side turn, always playing. So you know that was I mean? something that he helped me with massively because I sort of, you know, you don't push <coughs> up against that. Be like, yeah, I'll absolutely do what you want me to do, but are you sure that's a good idea? Because <laughs> really? I'm a down-the-line winger kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, you yeah. don't say anything, but you're thinking in your head, like, can I actually do this role? Mm. Um, so him helping me so much doing in that and just hammering into me, get inside, get inside, get inside, you're good enough. And then when you're inside, run with it. Yeah. So yeah, he was phenomenal. Really, really good. You're, uh, just speaking of, um, we obviously gave props to the back four, back five, obviously Jamie Young had a great year, but that front four, particularly going into finals with you, Lockie Wales, Wenzel Horse, what's the strike's name again? It's really just- Priovic. Priovic, that's yeah. right. Mate, he, by the, I think he's, was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. He's like- it was like Zlatan. Yeah. One, I, I, I obviously have never stood next to him in person and haven't been with him on the pitch, but he just looks like a massive presence, like tall, wide, and when the ball hits him, like you can't get it off yeah. him from He's the like back. That. Yeah. What? So just talk to me about that front four because the chemistry with you guys, it was like just free-flowing. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, there was obviously, so like with Dylan Windsor Halls and stuff, he started the season really well um, when Deal was fit, so he played sort of like more of a, uh, with 110 and then the wingers that would come inside as well and 1-9. Mm. Um, and then obviously Priovic got fit and started firing and then Dylan obviously couldn't get couldn't get back on the team because of that. Um, and credit to him because when it came <coughs> finals time, he was still ready to go. And then we ended up sort of flipping into a system where we had the two wingers, maybe no 10, and then the two, two nines, like a big small combo, a little bit yeah. of Peter Crouch, Michael <laughs> Owen action, which we love. Um so yeah, and he he was unbelievable. And Priovic, like, what a target, man! You know, it's like, crazy. I feel like sometimes in the game, you, you we sort of stray away from these bigger guys that you can kind of have an out ball if you're in trouble to just hit a number nine. And yeah, it, just so effective. Yeah, like we, you know, didn't play the prettiest stuff at times, but we played effective football. And and he was key to that by holding the ball up and getting himself in good areas. And you can hit someone in the box. Yeah, you know, I feel like that's massively <clears throat> undervalued sort of in the modern game. And Correct. He was awesome. And then 
obviously Wales, he just does what he does and yeah. just a good guy. You kind of all three of you, and I think it's a compliment to Johnny Aloisi because you all had that sort of floating role as tens and you're like intertwining and moving, but you're kind of all three very similar players. Like you're all very different in your own regards, but the way it came across was like you're all kind of doing the similar things yeah. because you're playing to like this system, which said I thought it said a lot about the coaching because it was quite hard to stop Yeah, because you're all on the same wavelength in pockets and like people are like, where the fuck is who, who's where? Yeah, well, it's hard because I remember we sort of talked about um, like who's really going to pick, for example, me up in that system where, so say if you're playing Melbourne Victory and um, I'm up against good mate Jason Gary, yeah. um, you know, it'd be one of those where if, if you come deeper, 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 will Jace come? Because Jace loves coming. He's on yeah. the front foot, right? Yeah. He's top, top right foot. Yeah, he's not going to let you turn. He doesn't let you turn. So just drop five more yards, mm. five more metres. Will he come? And then yeah. cause you, you're almost past the line of their six at that point. So yeah. then he'll pass them onto the six and then you can kind of get it and turn and go. Right. So it was that floating role that sort of really sort of helped everyone. And and by the way, he had an absolute marshal in midfield in Kilkenny. Fuck he could yeah. see everything. <clears throat> so he would just give you little pointers because obviously this is a position that's new mm. in the playing as like a 10. So little pointers of like, oh, drop here, drop there, or, you know, turn and run and go on this angle, turn this way, turn that way and help me so much. He's such a good player. How, how old is Kilkenny now? I'm not sure. I don't want to guess. Yeah, I'm I don't want to guess. Yeah, but let's not guess him. He's but definitely yeah, in mid thirties. Can you tell me, like, like, yeah, give me a bit of insight into Kilkenny because I feel like he's probably one of the ones that maybe didn't get the accolades or, um, you know, obviously Priyavich, Lacroix, Jamie Young, some of those guys were sort of front and center of like, you know, but he was like quite paramount in your success. Like, in his, particularly when you have like three floating tens, the only reason those floating tens are good is because your six or yep. so can find you or your eight, you know. Yeah. So obviously he was paramount to oh, your I success. Can't speak up more highly of. Killer. I yeah. like didn't know what I obviously knew he was a top player, but didn't know what to expect having not really played with him or met him. What a guy and what a player. He's <laughs> such, really? such a good player and just a good person. So like he'd helped me so much. And then you have Lustica next to him for most of the season yeah. and Jerry Scatatis coming in when he needed to did really well as well. So it was just those sixes were like the catalyst for for like the team doing so well and, and without them you don't you don't win. Absolutely. Now the Arguably the biggest pedigree in the A-League is Diamante. And <clears throat> in regards to, he's probably like the equivalent of what Del Piero was like a few years ago. Like he's probably the biggest name, um, you know, the, the best sort of successful career that we could probably allay to in, in the A-League. Can you talk us through what he's like? And obviously he went down with that knee injury, so you kind of missed him in the finals and, and beyond. But, or sorry, in the back end of the season and, and beyond. But what's he like as a bloke? He seems like a, a character. Yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> is he? Yeah. Like, is there any funny stories about him? Like, how he how he acts? Is he pretty professional? Is he just like a larrikin? What's yeah, he like? he's professional. I guess you have to be when you're, you're still going at his age. is bloody impressive, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, far he's out. obviously got the quality, so that's not a concern. But a just to keep your body moving. And you'd know full well that, like, the A-League slept upon in the way that it is super physical. You have to be fit as, right? Fuck so it. he's been able to play in a league like this. You know, yeah. he's obviously... No one questions the technical ability, of course, because he's yeah. played at some of the world's biggest clubs, but... The physical assets you need to have, especially at his age, are super. It's super impressive he can keep going. <laughs> and um, yeah, no, he's just such a good. He's a good guy around the dressing room. He's just funny. He's up to no good all the time. <laughs> really? I think he's a handful for the physios. Yeah, but, he um, seems like a. He seems like a massive joker. Yeah, he is. He is. He's he's a good guy to have around. He's obviously. I got some mates that are Italian that just can't believe that he's play, I'm playing with him. Sort of thing, <laughs> yeah, right? I know. Well, yeah, because he scored, I think it was a penalty that knocked out England in the Euros yeah. or something. Like, past Joe Hart, yeah. Yeah, past Joe Hart. And yeah. it's just like, and then I remember I remember him signing for West Ham like for maybe 10 years ago, yeah. could be longer. And it was like the biggest signing in like yeah. the history at the time and stuff. I'm like, holy fuck. I know. He's, he's a so, serious player. He is, yeah. So he's 
he's good to have around. He's a he's a good laugh, and obviously can't question his ability. Obviously, so yeah, good man, good man. Now let's talk a bit about. Uh, I want to talk to you about. I guess your views on the A League because you've been in it for a long time. So I feel like you can give a fair assessment of its development. Obviously, things that have fluctuated to go worse or better. Like in general, how's it been? Because obviously, you've seen it from. When did you make your debut? Was it 2012? 13. 2013. Started 2013. So yeah. ten, 10 years. So yeah. you've been in it since new clubs have come in, gone out yeah. and vice versa. How's, how's the overall sort of perspective for you where it's at? Because you actually play in it, so you yeah. know how hard it is. No, I think it's I think it's great in terms of the, the standard of it. I feel like it's like a, an issue where people don't get around there. I think fan engagement is the biggest issue, obviously, in this mm. country where you need your local people to support your Barcelona's, your Man United's, but support your local team, right? Yeah, correct. Like there's a lot of countries in the world that the A-League's probably a better standard league than even a lot of European countries and their attendance is through the roof. Yeah. Even the MLS's attendance, I know the country's massive, whatever, but the MLS's attendance is huge. Yeah, it's massive. And obviously the money going into the game is probably more, but... Yeah, I think that engagement, I don't have any solution. I'm just here talking no, about no, the no, problem. No, yeah. If we had one, <laughs> I know, probably, that's that, right. probably smarter people probably would have thought of it. It's <laughs> quite easy to to realise what the problem is, but the standard of football is great. Some of the kids coming through are fantastic. And, yeah. you know, I just think with the expansion teams and, and getting more opportunities for more kids as well as um, the season pros, because you can't forget about us. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can't <laughs> keep talking about these pro, guys. Bro. I know, it doesn't, doesn't sound right. It doesn't fit well. I know, I played 200 games, I don't know how. Have you actually? Yeah. Holy shit. I had to just drop that in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so, yeah, I think it's in a great place in terms of, mm. yeah, the, the ability of, the players, the coaching is really good. Obviously, the standard of coaching coming through is incredible. That's yeah, why you see a lot, lot of these Aussie stalemates coaches. a lot of the time. I love that they're all Aussie coaches yeah, too. Yeah, it's great. So I think a lot of it, it's got a lot of positives to it. It's just about, I don't know, exposing people to that positive. And, you know, I know we're a club that doesn't have that many fans, um, hoping that the stadium gets done sort of soonish, and yeah. we can sort of engage them through the winning the championship as well. Hopefully, we can bring some more people through the doors because that grand final was, the atmosphere was mad. It was, Man, it yeah. was like going back to when I started, right? Yeah. Like the people... The amount of people there, how loud it was. It was just, that was what you play football for. And you sort of forget that sometimes. And yeah, definitely. You come up in that game against victory in the semifinal, second leg, and you're going like, this is, this is football. It was right? fucking it's electric, football. man. Yeah. yeah. Like the celebrations and some of those goals oh, were following. You guys were like going absolutely off charts. so loud. You know what victory's like? They're the, the absolute pinnacle of fans, fan yeah. engagement in the country. So if we can all sort of follow their model and then try and get as close as we can to emulating them, then the, the game's going to be in a great place. 100%. I actually think, honestly, I think that's just the only thing. It's yeah, just viewership same. and stuff. Everything yeah. else, the product, because when you think about it, like the amount of young players from 10 years ago, like young players that had probably achieved the same as you and I in the A-League and now getting moves to Europe yeah. or Asia yep. or, you know, what do I mean? Or they're getting poached on bigger deals to mm. other A-League clubs. Like there wasn't that movement back then. No, no. Like we much, were lucky yeah. to get games. Now like Adelaide, for example, they've got like half their teams like uh, under 20 and then you've got other teams that are, you know, playing players that are 16, 17, then they're getting signed overseas. Yeah. So that's like a, that's what the A-League to me should be for. Absolutely. Like those things. Yeah. And then you complement it by getting blokes like Diamante and the season vets. Season vets. So yeah, to complement, right, <laughs> the kids that we're, we're producing. But yeah. what rattled me was, um, and I know it's Barcelona, but like the A-League All-Stars versus Barcelona, like 70,000 people. Yeah. And I'm like, so people want to watch football, football in this country. Yeah. So it's just like getting them to the A-League. That's what I don't understand. I honestly like, don't understand Like 70K ANZ Stadium, like holy fuck. Yeah, I, that's insane. Like it's in, actually insane. In an NRL dominated community yeah. or whatever, like it's pretty pretty special. Yeah, and I guess it's like you don't want to throw the term Euro snob around, but we need, <laughs> we need to start converting these people, man. Yeah, like, we do. I don't know how, but we need to. Like, yeah, definitely. Because it's, you know, it's like us. Like I'll go down and watch the NPL. Like I watch 
the Premier League. I watch whatever's on. Yeah. Get around, play, obviously play for Western. But, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of people there that do get around a lot, but there's some, some that are so set in their ways that, you know, you yeah. can support multiple teams. There's no problem. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You could just go down and support your local product. The NPL is doing really well doing that sort of stuff and the A-League's great as well so like there's no reason why they can't coexist yeah definitely now I want to talk the Socceroos because there's a there's a few questions I want to ask about obviously the A-League intertwining with the Socceroos but just in general did you did you see the game obviously the qualification period I think it was like wait it was pretty early the game so yeah, I don't know if you watched it but I sort of caught the end of it yeah, yeah. It was, I was going to stay off and I was like I yeah I, I struggled man can't do it I struggled especially because the game wasn't like electric let's no. say but I watched most of it back yeah so I will say that I did watch it yeah <laughs> <laughs> no I, I watched it you know what it's the only I've, I've realised it's the only game where a nil-nil draw is like so exciting yeah. and exhilarating because mm. there's a World Cup on the end yeah. of the line. Like it was literally everything, even though in general it's like a pretty poor game. Yeah. But obviously we won. But um yeah, what's it what's it been like for you to see obviously the Socceroos of a fifth World Cup? Oh. Our generation, we've just we've been lucky to just constantly go to World Cups to watch it. And That's see what it. I mean. I feel like people are just sort of we're very quick to throw throw shit at the the team and it's like I feel like I think the last time we got to the final was through a playoff uh, to the World Cup was through a playoff as well. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, so, I think so is it really that different? And we've gone to five in a row. Like <laughs> we didn't five. go to one for what forty years, best part of forty years. Yeah, and then we've gone to five in a row. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So like, man. job done. It as far as I'm concerned, like that's what the goal was. Yeah, and I'm super happy for people like you know Kai Rolls, who's a mate of mine from Central Coast. That's crazy, Young kid, man. He's just come from absolutely nowhere when we all knew he could because he's such a good player. Yeah, left footed centre backs are absolutely as well. Yeah, yeah. and you know, for him to do that, and he's gone literally from player of the year, won bloody every award at Mariners, <laughs> yeah. went straight to the this qualifiers and gets, you know, qualification Man, straight to straight Scotland. In. Yeah. And hopefully he can keep playing well and make get himself a seat on that plane to, to go to guitar. So what a whirlwind for him. So I'm super happy for him, but for everyone, because how hard they worked and how much scrutiny they were under and just to, just to produce. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's going to affect um, the A-League at all? Because surprisingly, not surprisingly, but a a good notice. There's quite a few A League players in the squad, and obviously the the timing of the World Cup will sort of impact players going and coming or whatever it is. Yeah, I'm not sure how logistically it works, but yeah. I know there's a, you have to have a break. You have the to league break. does stop. I think okay. all FIFA leagues stop, from what I heard, for like two three weeks. Or something. Yeah, I'm not sure how long it is. Obviously, they'll go into camp. That's going to be weird early, right, for you guys. Yeah, it's the strangest thing ever. I mean, that's what happens when you put a World Cup in the middle of the yeah. desert, really. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, it's it's crazy. Like, that's another talking point. Yeah, it is. But, um, yeah, like, the June World Cup just works so well because it's obviously off-season. It'd be going on now, really. Yeah, I know. It should so, be now. It would be yeah. World Cup finals probably, or yeah. World Cup final around now. Yeah. Um, one, of the, one of the things I've been wanting to ask you, because you have such good vision across the A-League and the quality of players in it, it's a bit of a left-field one, but... Who that's not in the soccer is now that's in the A League from your eyes could potentially get on a plane to guitar. Whether they will or won't, in terms of quality or form, you would be like they they definitely could be there. Yeah, it's a tough question. I'm yeah, gonna talk about my team. I'm gonna talk about Yeah, talk about any teams. I reckon in. either one of our fullbacks. Oh, Garuccio or Risden, really. Absolutely. Yeah. And like Risen's been there before, been to, I think, was it 2018? Went to Russia? I believe so. Yeah, and he, that guy is an absolute animal. Yeah. Did he play the grand final injured, by the way? Yeah, he got, sna- he got like I don't know what happened. 10 minutes, first 10 man. minutes, he was gone. Yeah, because I was watching him for like, yeah. I thought he was going to get, I thought he was going to come off. Yeah, same. 
And then and I, I realised like, it was Rizzo. And he's yeah, and then, I, then I was like, bro, and then I saw the captain's armband. I saw him gritting down and like 10 minutes later, he's taking throw-ins, free kicks. I'm like, fuck, he's, he he's not coming off. And he goes harder at it. Yeah. And he's like the only person in the world that I've met that does that. Yeah. No, but he is an absolute animal. And what? I wouldn't be surprised. I, I'm surprised he's not there now, honestly. Really? He's, yeah, I think he's- He's that good. Unbelievable, yeah. Yeah, I think he's on par. I mean, obviously Ryan Grant's been in there quite a bit, but I put him on par with Ryan Grant easily. Yeah, I think like, so too. They've had the exact same careers, yeah. almost. They've both been fantastic, obviously. Him. And yeah, Benny a bit of a um, sort of one out of the, you know, just throw yeah, him in Jack there. in the box. Well, why not? Yeah, there's, yeah. <laughs> there's always his one. Yeah, like I feel like he's, I think he's been the best left back in the competition. And um, obviously Jason Davidson had a really good year as well. Yeah. Um, so he got the nod to go to the last qualifiers. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. That's actually Chase, a good point, he's, man. He's, yeah, he's a pretty, player as pretty well. stiff when you think of it like that. But I mean, I just feel like it could have gone either way with those, you know? It's one I'd of those probably ones. say they probably had the same seasons almost yeah, in regards to really quality, good, good yeah. teams, playing every week. Like Jace just probably maybe stood out more because he banged in a free kick or yeah. two. Oh, Jace um, is a quality player. He's yeah. obviously got to move off the back of a yeah, really good correct, season. But correct. Yeah, Benny was fantastic for us. Like really, really good. So... And you squat scorpion kick, man. Fuck it, man. I know, bro. It's a Pushkas award almost. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to just give some like quick fire questions of like your career here because I think you've experienced the A League through the highs and lows and you've been there when it's been at the top in regards to like imports. You've been there at the top when it's like young players coming through and you've obviously been around at a few clubs to see it. But in the history of your career, who's been your toughest opponent? Oh, toughest opponent. Because your your probably uh, position is very much dual based sometimes. Yeah, absolutely it is. So you get a really good gauge of you know. I've got a funny way of looking about this. I'll go into a bit more detail than a quick fire question. Please, uh, right. absolutely. Um, I think I struggle the most against the athletes. Really? Yeah. But you're an athlete, no? Yeah, but that's my point of difference, I suppose. You know. Okay. Like, so say if someone reads a game really, really well, but isn't quick. Yeah. I don't really care how well you read the game. You're probably not going to catch me. Yeah, correct. Whereas someone run. that might dive in and you beat them, but then they're, they're back with you and you're going, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, the point of difference yeah. is gone. And now I'm not saying that these players aren't as good. It's just that that's, it was, it's kind of almost backwards. Like, right. You know, your stereotypical really good fullbacks, I find that I can have a good game against. But the ones that are – the problem is you've got players like like Jason that can do both. Yeah, and then it, yeah, I, I struggle against Jason a lot. Like yeah, because Jace can miss two tackles and then still catch you. Yeah, but yeah. he but he can read the game too. So he's yeah. like a hybrid of both. Like it's yeah. crazy, and he's an animal. And when he, when they go the other way, you know, oh my god. Yeah, like, nah, I yeah, can't you can't, yeah. So yeah, someone so like Jace, someone that's you know like that. Really? Probably, yeah, that's interesting. I do right? find it tough against Jace. Oh, that's a good. I, I like that analogy. That's very good. For um, next one is for for you because you're a football fan. Who's who's or guess. When you've been on the pitch, has there ever been a pinch yourself moment? And if so, with what player? Like for me, when I played against Harry Kuehl or Del Piero, I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. But oh, the, the Liverpool friendly. Liverpool friendly. Yeah. MCG. Yeah, you could pick anyone in that team and you're going, what? <laughs> Can you actually explain that experience? Because that was probably one of the most unique things I've ever seen. Yeah. Like an Australian fan base packing out the MCG. To support Vich- the other team. Yeah, to sp- the, yeah, you'll never walk alone. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was insane. And I'm like, we're, 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 we in live in Melbourne, not fucking yeah. Merseyside. Like, yeah, I was speaking to someone the other day on this other thing I was doing and it was like, you know, all these people were there. It was great and uh, they weren't there to see me, so obviously, but. Yeah, man, that experience, like, I feel like, because everything happened so fast when I was 19 from going to MPL 20s World Cup, like, straight into the Liverpool game and playing at Victory, and, like, it was just, it was like a whirlwind that I didn't really realise how good it was until, like, after, and that game was just insane. It was, it? man. Oh, it was man. fucking crazy. Like, 
you standing next to Stephen Gerrard, like in the tunnel, and you're like, oh, massive <laughs> man. And like, I feel like being a football fan growing up and watching pretty man, much anything. Like, I, I don't watch as much now, but when I was a kid, I'm sure you were the same. Yeah, watch yeah. everything. Yeah, me too. And these guys that like, you watch on TV, and like, they're just standing next to you, and you're going, "This is weird." Like, yeah, that's weird. surreal. So huh? surreal. So yeah, definitely that. That was a pinch yourself. How was um like? Did you notice like the difference in quality or the speed I, even though they were in like pre-season yeah, like you for you you like can those... you can gauge things right yeah. what was it that you gauged that was different like or they were ahead of in certain aspects it's so hard in those friendlies because yeah. they're playing on an MCG pitch that was rubbish oh, it was, was bobbly as yeah, fuck they I painted remember. I remember they painted the grass like oh, to be green shit. so it looked good on the telly that's the that's that worst for players man that I should know, be illegal because it looks good doesn't it and then they're like this guy's shit it's yeah. like mate you come on here and try <laughs> yeah. kick this you fuckwit yeah I know um, yeah so it was so difficult but and I think they were was they in their pre-season or po- post I, it was I can't remember it was July okay, so, so I've got to feel like it was pre-season yeah yeah, yeah I mean they probably can't, they probably couldn't be asked as well. Yeah, you got to throw that factor. Yeah, in, I know. I feel like Jared would Jared take a pen and yeah. stuff. I was like, like fuck they me. were just chilling, but like that you could just tell the sharpness and their movement and and that sort of stuff. And it's just like they're just so athletic as well. Yeah, I feel like you can watch it watch the Premier League at home and you go and like you know like they'd they'd obviously be decent, but I feel like you can't really comprehend how big and like strong they are. Mm. And that's a massive. I was up against Glenn Johnson at right back, fuck, and I was like a kid, like man, I, <laughs> yeah, I was you nineteen, been, I was yeah. tiny. And this guy's a monster. And I was He's like, renowned for you. want to run it in there. I'm too scared. <laughs> Pass back. <laughs> just go back. Just keep the ball. Oh, the whole world's watching. Just keep the ball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't get wrong. That was my mentality back then. <laughs> the whole world's Touched watching. on it before. The yeah. whole world's watching. Don't fuck up. That's and so that's crazy. that's why you can't. That's why that never worked back then when you were a kid with that Do you mentality. Know that, don't you think that's fate? Like, because now you're at a mature point in like your career and even like your yourself as like an adult, you can probably look back now and laugh. But when you think about it, it's crazy how you work. Because I was very similar. Like, I heaped so much pressure on myself. Oh, yeah. Like, one, it was like to get to the top. And then it's like when you get there, you're just constantly the self-doubt as a kid, particularly when you're not getting picked every week and backed by the coach. In a good team, you start really like believing things, and you're like, you know what I mean? It's it's good that you got to a point where it clicked. You're like, hold on a second, like I'm actually very good, or like you know, there's oh, there's thanks, thi- man. yeah, no, no stress. <laughs> I didn't get to that point. <laughs> I fucking I crumbled. <laughs> but it's funny now, like the the headspace, right? Like you think back. Yeah, yeah it's not that you ever consciously work on. The headspace, like I feel like I probably needed to. I feel. Do you know what? Time. That's my biggest regret. It's yeah. like I think that I wish, like in our generation, coming especially coming through the ranks we did in Melbourne, like no one ever said train your brain. It wasn't talked about. <laughs> I never that. heard that, bro. Nah. I still don't. I don't know if it is now in the junior aspects, but like I, I think back. I'm like, that was just my missing link. Yeah, was absolutely. like just having like the mental yeah. fortitude it's in huge. tough moments. Yeah, and I guess that just came through experience with me. Is like I never really formally sat down and went through my mental. Um, well-being and things like that. Do you do that now? No. no. <laughs> yeah, you're just you're I'm a just chiller, a chiller now. now. Yeah, yeah, that's what the coast has done to you, bro. You've got too much terrigal right. in you. Terrigal's <laughs> the best place in the world, mate. <laughs> um, who was who's the best player you've played with? Like Ooh. one that in moments where you know you you sort of see players going a bit of their shell because like holy fuck, and certain aspects, certain other people kind of just take it by the scruff of the neck. I feel like it's a close one because obviously you got Dia now I remember the first year that he came like sometimes you're in a cage you're nil nil or or you're one nil down and he'll just whip something out of nowhere like a blind ball 50 metres cross body straight <laughs> like to a wing no and score kind of thing he no played this, I remember he played this ball against City I think it was first season or maybe even the second season when we were on a good run at the start of the year and a ball just got played I think I played a ball back to him 
like slowly so he could hook it. And he just hooked this ball around the corner to Dylan Prius, who just headed it in. And I'm just like, you've just broken the game open. But then like another one going back years is probably like Guy Finkler. Oh, gee. Yeah. I actually, funny, there was an A-League post the other day of like great imports and he was one of them and I just wrote on Mate, the comment, underrated. Absolutely incredible. He was so underrated, bro. I remember there was this game at um, Amy, obviously again when I'm low on confidence, <laughs> started this week somehow and um, Costa put this worldie of a cross in and I've missed it from, I reckon, oh, five yards. Yeah. And then we were 2-1 down and Guy had a free kick. You would have been that against Wanderers. Yeah. In the last minute or something kick. and he bent it in and I was like, thank God. Yeah, thank like, fuck. Thank, thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's like, a good place, those, dude. They, you know they get mean? you out of it. Coach yeah, forgets it. Got me out of the shit. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, him in moments, that guy was incredible. He's such a nice guy as well. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard a lot of people speak, um, speak highly of him. Uh, for those that don't really know Connor Payne, now, uh, off the field, is you're actually a very... Very smart man. Am I? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, going off the crypto space, maybe not. But yeah. um, give us a taste of like how you have some downtime off the field. Like, what do you? What sort of keeps you busy? Because I feel like you're one of the few footballers that you wouldn't be overly football football heavy, particularly no. now anyway, which probably complements your yeah, performances. For sure. But so, what what is it that balances you out? What are you, what are your other interests? Well, yeah, sort of like you touched on. I'd try and remove myself completely from football. Like mm. whenever I'm at home, um, it's quite hard when you're in off season and you get sent a running program. Have you done it yet? Have you done it? <laughs> oh, fuck Which man. I have started. Yeah. Disclaimer. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I sort of like just, I, I just finished my studies like a couple of years ago. So since then I've literally done nothing. What, are you, really. what were you studying? I finished a commerce degree. Fuck. I'm sort of looking maybe to go into a post-grad, but I sort of can't be bothered. <laughs> yeah. Um, Too busy winning championships. Yeah, though. something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like I used to just play a bit of golf. I haven't played for a while, see mates. But it's hard, man, when you're this 28, 29 years old kind of. Things start to change at this age, yeah, right, don't and, they? And like with, with people in the week and that, like you used to just go when, when your mates are at uni, oh, let's go hang out. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. week after training. Like yeah. I just sort of get home and I'm like, well, I can't really do anything. Yeah, I like, can't be fucked. <laughs> well, and my mates are all working, right? Yeah, true. So yeah, like I have a lot of, honestly, I have a lot of time that I waste probably. Yeah. Which I should be filling with something. But um. Yeah, just just your normal stuff. Oh, yeah. So, what's what's sort of the view now for next season? Like, how do you come into it? Because um, are you guys going to keep most of your squad? Is there, is any key people left, or is majority staying? Yeah, the majority staying. I I can't really remember if we've announced really any outs at the moment. Yeah, I was going to say I haven't um, seen any. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. so. I'm not going to make sight. anything public that no, I know of. No, that's a scary of. sight if that's the case because like, yeah. it's a pretty well-formulated team. Yeah, for sure. And I, Obviously, if there will be people going, there'll be people coming in to replace them. And, and I don't know, I assume they'll try and strengthen in whatever way they, they think. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good to get sort of some continuity, especially like you can see how it worked at Sydney FC when they had their little run and, and Melbourne City as well the last couple of years. Their turnover was quite small for an A-League side, which typically A-League teams, the turnover is quite high. So mm. I think keeping people together that, that clearly do work together well is, is is of paramount importance. And if you can keep the, the foreign group together as well, who've sort it's, of it's, been yeah. really, really good, but the that's com- also the hard, probably the hard part. Correct. Um, then, yeah, you've got good foundations for another good year, hopefully. Mate, well, Connor Payne, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the, the potty, mate. Well overdue. Pleasure's mine, I feel mate. like we're going to have to get Scotty and Lockie Wells on after their yeah, form off we'll the field. But um, now, good luck for next season, man. Very happy for you and proud of your season. And uh, you definitely proved me wrong in the finals prediction. So <laughs> I'm not mad about it because you, you've got some silverware that you well and truly deserve and contributed to. So thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Awesome.
Are you a podcaster? Maybe you've got that big idea and you're looking for a network to join. The multi-award winning Ozcast Network can get your content to eyes and ears all over the world. Join now for the first month free and you could be featuring this sound at the beginning of your podcast. Ozcast. Simply head to ozcastnetwork.com for details.